I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time for BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, breaking down all the betting angles you need to put money in your wallet. Going over again. If you look at some of the Twins batters, and I'm assuming Donaldson plays today, Josh Donaldson pinched it last night, they crush Wade Miley. I mean, some of their guys, Simmons, Donaldson, Cruz, great numbers off of Wade Miley, the red starter. And I see runs on the board today. I go over nine at uh, for the Twins-Reds game. Twins have been heating up. Reds offense been great all year. Over nine today in the Twins-Red game. 2-1. Naquin shoots it deep left center field. That's going to carry, and that's gone! A three-run homer, a four-hit day for Tyler Naquin. And double-digit runs for the Reds, a 10-7 lead in the ninth. On the BetQL Audio Network. Welcome on in. It is BetQL Daily here on the BetQL Network. Joe Giglio, Joe Ostrowski with you. What a day, what a night it was here in the sporting world. Joe, that was, I mean, that was incredible. What a night. The NBA takes center stage. We'll get to a whole lot, including the hockey here. We have Jimmy Patzos coming up. We have Jeff Feinberg coming up on the golf. But let's just start here, Joe, with some headlines. Inbound, Cousins waving his arms. Not an easy inbound with that big body in front of you. Crowder looking, throws it. Alley, oh! Joe, Joe, I lied, lied to you. you. I lied to everyone. I said we're going to do a bunch of headlines. I'm lying. This, this is, is the headline. headline. It was that game. Good morning, Joe. How are you doing? Good morning, Joe G. Man, it's over, right? It's finally over. Don't mean to complain. That was a phenomenal finish. But the last one minute and six seconds of that game literally took 28 minutes. I'm like, come on. It was a fantastic finish. Perfection perfection if we're going to stick with that play i still don't know how only 0.2 seconds were taken off the clock with that little tip in slash dunk by ayton but perfection by monty williams who did admit after the game that is not something they've worked on in the past i think most of us assumed that crowder attempted that many times maybe he did on his own but that's not something that they ran in practice in the past what a pass by crowder I mean, that doesn't even come close to happening unless he puts it in the perfect spot. And they're trying to uh, keep Aiton outside of the paint, but he pushed his way through and got there. And uh, there was confusion. There was there was a lot of confusion on many different plays over the last couple of minutes of regulation. Um, and people thinking, oh, no, that's, uh, that's goaltending. It's not goaltending. He threw it in from out of bounds. That was not a shot. And Jeff Van Gundy was all over that. He, he was yeah. during that timeout when when everyone was talking there about what, what was being looked at. I mean, Jeff Van Gundy was all over it. That crew on ABC is is great. I mean, they've been great mm-hmm. for years, and they were great last night. Joe, there's so many things to unpack from this game. We're going to do it right now because there's think about it. The, the Suns go up too well, right? The Clippers covered in that game. You hit that. You hit the Clippers cover. That was a game. It felt like the whole night up until the last three or four minutes, it was Suns up three or four, Suns go up five, Clippers come back and cut it to three. It was just, it, it had that kind of 
just ebb and flow the entire night. And then all of a sudden, the Clippers come back, tie the game, take the lead, and it sets up Paul George at the free throw line. Down the stretch less than 10 seconds ago, Joe, there's a chance there to seal the game. I mean, to really put the game away or put it in, in a spot where it's going to be very difficult for the Clippers to either not at least get to overtime or to lose it all. And he misses both free throw shots. We gave credit last week to Paul George for how well he played and he had some big games against the Jazz, but he can't miss both free throws. Like that, that is it. Like last night was a swing game. If the Clippers won that game going back home, they have a real chance to win this series. And, and, and I feel like Paul George last night set up the heroics for the Suns by how do you miss those free throws? The NBA referees treat the last two minutes of regulation differently than the rest of the game. Um, we treat it different. But the other thing about Paul George, and obviously, big exclamation point on missing those free throws. They also didn't have enough Paul George for three quarters. Like they were not where they have 16 points through three yeah. quarters. And we talked all day about, okay, if the Clippers have a real shot at winning this game, he needs to be in that 30 plus range. Well, Joe G, if he's in that 30 plus range, they probably end up winning that game. But you're right, a completely different scenario. If he hit, if he just hits one of those two free throws, just hits one of them. But uh, oh, oh, we lost Joe. Okay, it sounds like we lost Joe G. Anyways, this is BetQL Daily. We're gonna try to uh, get those technical issues fixed. Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, weekdays, nine a.m. to noon Eastern time on the BetQL network. But yeah, so many, so many fascinating aspects. You know, SVP was all over it as well. Now I may sit here and complain a little bit. I know a lot of you were. Uh, a, a little annoyed that the, the finish was taking so long. It was worth the wait. Nobody was turning the television off, but uh, it was worth they, they did have to check on all of that stuff because you can't get it wrong here for an extra five minutes. You just can't get it wrong. But there was play after play after play that they had to keep checking. But uh, let you, you've got to give full credit here to campaign. We talked about it on the show yesterday. Now, nobody was predicting 29-9 from campaign. A career high in points. He's going to lead all scorers in this game as the Suns barely get by. And as a team, they shoot 50%. And campaign has nine dimes. Leads everyone in that game. Not part of the headline. Campaign did not turn the ball over. You're missing Chris Paul for game two. At first, uh, a couple of days ago, it sounded like We'd have Chris Paul for this game. Now we're hearing those rumblings once again. Maybe he's going to be there on the road for game number three as the series shifts venues with the Clippers down 0-2 once again. But what campaign did? The eight and play is the highlight. We'll see that for years and years. We might never see something like that again. A play that took 0.2 seconds. A game winner in the final second. But campaign was the key. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Um, eight and twenty-four and fourteen. We address his point total prop of fifteen and a half that uh, was increased a bit from game one to game two. He still flies over that number uh, with Chris Paul off the court. What else did we hit? We hit campaign on the assists at over six and a half. Uh, he had a flurry of assists in the final couple of minutes. I was sweating that one a little bit because he was stuck on five and six for a bit, but happy that one cashed. Booker 
under across the board. So he blows up first triple-double in his career, a 40-point triple-double in the playoffs. He's on that short list of only four players in NBA history to do that. But under across the board, 25 and four, rough night for Booker. So you can look at it if you're a Suns fan or your Suns backer for the series of the title, that maybe you stole one there. Because Booker had a bad game. You don't have Chris Paul available, and you still end up winning that game. Seven turnovers for Booker, but he gutted it out. You know, he's bleeding all over the place. They're, they're trying to fix his nose during the game. But here we are again. The Clippers are down 0 2. They are 0-6, games 1-2 and in the playoffs, and you can't count them out. One of the reasons we don't know about Kawhi, we don't know what's going to happen with him. Is he going to make his return? But I can't get past this campaign story. Again, 29-9, zero turnovers. He was a failure in Oklahoma City as a high draft pick. He was a failure with the Chicago Bulls out of the league. He had to go overseas. Signs in China. The G League exists. There are some that complain about it and say, oh, come on, are you really going to get some players from the G League? Is the NBA truly going to invest in this? Well, it worked for campaign because that's how he worked his way back into the league onto that Suns roster before the bubble last year. And look where he is now. Honestly, watching it up close and personal, what he was with the Bulls, I mean, people would laugh at the guy. And then I chuckled to myself when I would see, oh boy, Chris Paul's out. They're going to roll with campaign? Seriously? That's some pretty good coaching there, too. Pretty good coaching. The guy that should be the coach of the year, Monty Williams, but Tibbs got the award because he's in New York. This is BetQL Daily. Joe O and Joe G with you, uh, working on Joe G's technical issues i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together i didn't want to do another stomp you out speech it opened so, up so many more doors the show is called the, the deal. deal listen to the deal Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And uh, so we'll get to him in just a moment, but we did have a lot going on. It wasn't just the NBA, a shocker on the ice. Harry to Caulfield, and that back pass intercepted by Stone. With Chandler Stevenson turns it over. It's a breakaway. Corey Perry did. Here's Perry across. Power play goal. Another dog comes through in the series. Vegas goes down. Everyone's betting the Knights. Montreal plus 205. The total ends up pushing. Oh, how things have flipped in the NHL futures market. A couple of days ago, Montreal was in that 11, 12 to 1 range to win the cup. Now, now they're in the 3 to 4 to 1 range, Joji. A big, a big dog, dog uh, doing, doing something, something big here. I'm, I'm back, back going to talk, talk about, about it. Here. That, that, that was, was incredible, incredible last night. What happened? And this is a point now where, man, if you still believe in the Golden Knights, the price is going to drop a little bit here. You know, th- th- you're going to be able to get, come back in 
and take them now. But you're, I mean, really, we're at the point where we watched this all series where it was tied, they were down, tied, and you kept saying, well, they're probably going to win. They're, they're still significant favorites. I mean, they're on the brink of elimination now. It's really testing everyone out there who still backs and still wants to back the Golden Knights. Man, it's, uh, it, and surprisingly, surprisingly, even though Montreal is minus 200 for the series, the Knights are still the third favorite at the title at plus 380. I was thinking, okay, they're the big dog in the series now. Maybe you get something for the title. It's it's not enough for everything that they have to accomplish moving forward. No, it's you're real. You're asking a lot. They have to come back and win game six, win game seven, and then go to the next round and win. At some point, if you were early on the Canadians here, you had to be feeling great about this because you got it at a number that was probably, it was, I'm sure, significant, even just a game or two ago. And now they've got two shots to win one game. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Joe G, uh, we lost you there for a minute, but I, I wanted to get your thoughts on campaign and what he did. He was clearly the key last night. This guy, you look at his career, 29 and 9 last night, and most points, most assists in the ballgame. Uh, a guy that was a failure in multiple stops. He had to go overseas, works his way up through the G League. Uh, frankly, I chuckled when I saw, oh, man, this stinks. Chris Paul's not going to be available at the start of the Western Conference Finals, and you have to roll to campaign. He's been a key so far. And another key on the Clippers' side in their loss last night, Clippers go how Morris goes. He was on the court, hobbled with an injury, but he was 3-4-11 from the field, only seven points. Yeah, and in the campaign story, it, you're right. It is, it's out of nowhere. And and the part that amazed me last night, Joe, you, you called it his big game and that he'd be a big part of the offense. He was the offense. Booker was struggling at times. The role players, Bridges until late in the fourth, didn't really hit a shot. I mean, they couldn't find their perimeter guys to do anything. And the offense was campaign. And not only that, whenever they got in trouble on offense, they threw it to him. And it was like, you know, it almost be he became the guy and he knew he was the guy. That team is deeper than any of us thought they were way in the beginning of the season. They're deeper than I thought they were two weeks ago. Campaign can play, Joe, and it feels like now if they get Chris Paul back soon and he's coming off the bench and he's an extra piece with this confidence, that, that's a, it's a game changer. Yeah, that would be a, a strong second unit. So what are your first thoughts? We have the Clippers with an 0-2 deficit for now the third time this playoffs. Are, are you thinking – we should take a look at the Clippers or the value won't be there because we've already seen it twice. There are going to be a lot of people jumping on PG and company. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I saw last night, Ty Lue trying to become the first coach to rally from three Oh one deficits in the same postseason. Now it's three Oh two deficits in the same postseason. It's asking a lot, but the fact that they've done it before does intrigue me. If, if they, if they can go home and get game three, Boy, I might jump in right then. If I if I, I need to see a win first, it's it's bold to do it right now. Did you see the numbers? Did you see the updated series prices? I didn't. I saw it's a one point spread for Game Three. What's what's the updated series price? It's a lot better than I thought. Plus six hundred for the Clippers. It's pretty good. That's really good. Yeah, it's really. Are you, gonna, are you, gonna, are you mean, taking it? Uh, I might have to. I might have to. I thought they were going to win last night. It was really dicey. If you jumped in on Moneyline at some point during the game, oh, that that was a rough beat because you should have had it. Should have had it. Yeah, should we should have. They should have. We're coming back. A lot of NBA to get into. A game one tonight in the Easter Conference. This is BeckQL Daily on the BeckQL Network.